0: Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Welcome to episode 156, episode 156 of French Your Way podcast. I hope you are doing well and that uh, 2018 started uh, with a, a great start. Um, I'm back from France. We are back from France after a month of. Uh, relaxation and fun in the snow and bonding uh, for um, my daughter with uh, her grandma and her uncle so that was fantastic and after a little bit of uh, settling in back in Melbourne Australia where um, I am uh, expat and live there with uh, my husband and daughter uh, I'm back to work and creating new podcast episodes so one of the things uh, uh, that happened to, to us while in France and I wanted to share with you was uh, so facts about when our daughter got sick in France, uh, if you have received And listen to uh, the newsletter that I recorded in December, uh, just before leaving to France. I was telling you, uh, I think it was the day before we uh, took the plane uh, to France, a day or two anyway. And I was telling you that uh, my daughter and I were both sick at the time. So I was really crossing my uh, my fingers that everyone would uh, get better for the plane trip. Otherwise, it would have been a nightmare. It did Go quite well, but uh, my uh, my daughter, um, so who is still under two, uh, got a bit more uh, s- like she started coughing more during uh, the the plane trip. So confined at like confined uh, air, of course, is not uh, is not helping, and uh, so we landed on a Saturday uh, afternoon. And the fact that I was now a parent with a sick child uh, arriving in kind of a foreign country, like my home country, uh, but uh, I don't have sometimes I forget how things work in, in France, sometimes they do change as well, like uh, procedures and routines can can change and it takes a little bit of, um, it takes a while to readjust to all to the habits um, anyway sometimes. So um, all this uh, gave me actually a um, very interesting insight of uh, issues that I had never really thought of before because when your child is sick you want them to have care uh, as quickly as possible and as a matter of fact when you're sick especially in a small town like my hometown is uh, well doctors are not open on the weekend and pharmacies are closed Uh, here in Australia you can go to the pharmacy every day of the week so that includes Sundays and until quite late in the evening there are always options Uh, I would say that medical care is more easily uh, accessible So yeah, uh, I saw a new perspective as uh, like being a parent. And I wanted to share these uh, stories with you. So we were just hoping that she would uh, get better, started coughing more on even more on sunday uh which got me worried because you know as a mom um like she had never really coughed before in fact uh she had um caught a a bronchitis she she got a bronchitis and it was her very first one uh so i had never really heard a cough before so to me was a little bit impressive a little bit worrying um so on the Monday morning, uh, I called the doctor. Well, actually, I put my alarm to call the doctor because uh, both my friend and my mom had told me, Well, you really need to. Call at eight a.m. on the dot if you want to hope to have someone because um, there are not many uh, many doctors in my hometown. They are quite um, overwhelmed, uh, especially in winter where uh, when uh, gastro and flu are just so uh, widespread. Uh, so I spent ages on the phone had voicemail and voicemail and like busy line and so I called multiple times and got lucky because we managed to book an appointment for Monday Uh, that's very that very day uh, end of the morning so an appointment a consultation at the doctor is called une consultation une consultation and uh, by Australian standards, it's not uh, very expensive. Uh, it's actually um, so. Since uh, August two thousand and sixteen, the 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 agreed price for uh, so French doctors like GPs is uh, twenty five. Uh, So 25 euros, it went up from uh, 23 to uh, 25 euros. Now, um, that's the the basis. Doctors are free to increase their, their fees if they want. And I was actually surprised to learn that it was a few more euros for children. Um, for me it didn't make sense because if people uh, struggle to make ends meet you want uh, maybe children to receive the best possible care uh, in Australia it is um, so doctors are free for uh, children under 16 years of age Uh, so that encourages us to um, if we have any question worry or doubt to just go to the GP Just have it checked out anyway because it doesn't cost you anything apart from time, of course. And so I found it a little bit shocking uh, that we had to pay a higher price for our child because um, if we were a family who couldn't afford uh, a consultation at the GP, um, then you would maybe try to wait or maybe, you know, just um, miss on something more serious. Anyway, just my uh, personal opinion. And so, yes, the doctor uh, told us that she had une bronchite. Uh, so, everything that ends in it means it's um, it's an infection or inflammation. So, bronchite is uh, infection, inflammation des bronches. And it was um, becoming also a tracheitis, uh, so an infection, and inflammation of the uh, the throat, la, la trachée, um, being the throat. And she was indeed losing, starting to lose her voice, which was uh, really unusual. Uh, so we got um, pres- got a prescription for um, medicine and uh, among those so there was there were two medicines to give her there was uh, something for congestion which were d- like drops and suppositories uh, for cough donc a suppository is a suppositoire uh, and uh, so it was a suppositoire pour la toux a suppository for uh, uh, cough coughing and when we got out of the when we got out of the doctor's office, my husband told me, uh, "Well, you're dealing with that because first I don't see the connection between coughing and the way uh, suppositories are uh, administered, uh, which is so it's a rectal uh, how do you call that rectal way." Um, and I smiled and I shrugged. I said, "Well." You know, I know it's something cultural, but suppositories are actually very commonly prescribed to children. Why? Uh, so I, internet research and my friends also told me, both told me that it was uh, more effective. It it gets like it kicks in very quickly. It's absorbed more quickly. Uh, there are also less ingredients, so and less nasties in suppositories. It's a lot of lubricants plus just uh, the the ingredient that's supposed to uh, be treating. And it's supposed to be easier to give to babies than syrup. Well if you are a parent you know that when a child decides that they don't want uh, something in their mouth, uh, so drop syrup or just normal food, it can be really uh, tricky to um, manage to administer uh, the, the treatment to them. OK, uh, so, yeah, again, my reaction was shrug and smile and saying that is very common. It's just a French thing, I guess. And I know that uh, for many other cultures, giving suppositories can be shocking. Uh, Stephen Clark uh, talks about it in a very humoristic way. Way, uh in his uh, novel A Year in the Merde, I put the, the link uh, to the book if you want to order it on Amazon. It's an um, uh, affiliate link, which means that at no extra cost to you, if you buy the book or anything on Amazon after clicking on my link, Amazon is chipping me for that. Uh, so anyway, uh, yes. So Stephen Clark talks about it in a year in the mad. If you just Google uh, French suppositories, you will see a lot of uh, blog posts of uh, um, so people who traveled to France and their child got sick and they got a suppository to give them, and they were like, "What the hell? What is that?" So, so it's it is a very French thing, and that's why I wanted to uh, mention it now. What happened is uh, that that evening, I was supposed to uh, give the suppository to my daughter and I never managed. Uh, She was like kicking and moving and complaining. So clearly she didn't want it. Uh, And, you know, I started growing really uncomfortable, like really, really upset and on the verge of crying and just I, st- it's it just suddenly my mind changed and I refused to um try again to give him the suppository le suppositoire because um I find I think the explanation is that I found myself at the crossword crossro ro- crossroad ah crossroad of um my two cultures actually because yes i know that suppositories are very common but because it is not done in other countries and i would not i would not, never have thought about it if i had only been French and living in France, you know, I would have like, this is your medicine you need to take it and uh, full stop end of story. But because I know that it is not common practice, I started like questioning it and growing really uncomfortable with it. And then then this horrible thought crossed my mind. I was like, um, if you try to insert anything into uh, someone's private parts by force uh, then for me it's called a rape and there's no way I'm going to force it uh, to my daughter Um, so that brought the question of uh, is this um, medication really indispensable for her to get better is she going to get worse because that was one of our worries sure if it had been an oral medicine we would have had to force it into her because she's a child and she doesn't know that it's for her own good uh, but then I really had a problem with that um, and actually calf medicine uh, apart from the suppositories and also another medicine that is very commonly given uh, to children in the form in the form of suppositories in France is paracetamol uh, so uh, cough medicine, apart from suppositories, are actually not recommended from children until at least three years of age. So um, we did a bit of internet research and um, to see whether it would be indispensable. And uh, if our, our daughter had been uh, treated for bronchitis in Australia how would she have been treated? And it appears that it would just have been with time and paracetamol. So that's what we decided to do, just time and paracetamol, and not to worry too much about the cough suppository. And she got better indeed. Uh, So this experience had been cultural and disturbing <laughs> um, and I thought I would um, just share it with you now what happened next we went uh, to spend the new year in the mountains in the snow, that was a surprise that was organized uh, for us by um, my brother and uh, his girlfriend so for our as a Christmas uh, gift uh, so lovely, we got to play in the snow, uh, show the snow to our daughter uh the thing that happened is that she was very well uh on the what is it Saturday night Saturday night but after her dinner, she started throwing up and throwing up being really unwell like it it happened like maybe six times eight times. Uh, through the night and she was getting really dehydrated and every time I was giving her uh, like a sip of fluids, throwing it up again. So I got really worried because last time that scenario happened, uh, she had an infection that needed to be uh, addressed with antibiotics and we had to drive to the emergencies in the middle of the night. And there we were in France, in the mountains, Uh, in a little town that had no hospital and I didn't know what to do because it was getting uh, into the night and she was still very unwell and so I remembered what uh, one of my French uh, friends had told me a few years um, back then because she also is a parent and she had told me you know we, we called the SAMU a few times and the SAMU is Le Service d'Aide Medical d'Urgence. So that's the emergency service, the paramedics. Um, it can also be translated as the, the ambulance, although you don't always get sent an ambulance, but it's like someone to, you know, just like when you called a fire, fire, fireman, uh, they assess the situation on the phone and then they decide on not to send for uh, help. So for me, the SAMU had always been associated to very serious uh, accidents. So a heart attack, a car accident, a broken arm, uh, like in the middle of the night, or I don't know, like something very, very serious. And she had told me that, no, you get through uh, triage. And uh, so that was a very useful number when you were a parent. So lucky that I remember that because I decided at 1am uh, to actually call them to ask for advice and the reason why I tell you that is that I wanted to um, tell you what the emergency phone number is so if you want to call le SAMU so uh, medical help you can dial the 15 so that's the 15 the 15 uh, if you want to call uh, for fire it's the uh, 18 le 18 le 18 um, so that these are numbers that um, as a child are already new by heart but since then there's been just one common uh, number which is the equivalent of uh, 199 I think or 119 uh, 199 in the US and uh, 000 in Australia so just one unit like one number for any emergency and that's the 112 in French, In 112. So 112. So uh, 112. And that's the easy, uh, that's the way for me to remember this number is 1 plus 1 equals 2. 112. So I uh, dialed. Uh, for two reasons, why, uh, three reasons why uh, it was a young child who was very sick and I was worried about de- dehydration. But also because it was a um, middle of the night and no hospital nearby. And remember, it was on a Saturday night. So again, I was like, no, tomorrow there won't be any doctors available. Because I told you doctors are closed on Sundays. So are pharmacies. Uh, And so that was the Sunday. And the Monday was um, New Year. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, basically it was the, the worst day to be sick, because the next two days everything was going to be closed. So call ask for opinion. So I called le 112. And then I went through triage. I was surprised because I thought that as a, like the fact that it was a, a <laughs> with the fact that I was a toddler being very sick, uh, I would have been given a bit more priority than that. And I was told that uh, many people uh, were sick and vomiting, and so because you know um, it was the holiday season and the flu season, and so I had to wait for a full. Hour holding the line and fighting not to fall asleep, not to fall asleep. So I got uh, to talk to a, a doctor uh, at two a.m. and uh, yeah, so he gave me um, a homemade recipe to make a, um, a drink that would be rehydrating with minerals. Uh, so I give it to you. Un litre d'eau, 1 litre d'eau, one liter of water. De Deux grandes cuillères de sucre, so that's two tablespoons of sugar, like heaped, like you put as much as possible as you can. Deux uh, grandes cuillères de sucre, et une petite cuillère ou une cuillère à café de sel. So one teaspoon, one coffee spoon of salt. Uh, that's it. and had to make her drink teaspoon after teaspoon every five minutes just because her stomach was so sensitive uh, how do you say a pharmacy or a chemist that's une pharmacie et les pharmacies sont fermées le uh, dimanche et les jours fériés so they are closed on Sundays and on uh, bank holidays of course you may find une pharmacy de garde. Une pharmacy de garde is an emergency uh, chemist or late night chemist um, but in our case it would not even have been in the uh, village where uh, we were so they just try to have someone that can open uh, in the area if needs be so it was a bit complicated uh same for doctors if you really are sick on the weekend um well you know what french people do when they're sick on the weekend they go to the emergencies therefore uh there are crowded uh, emergency rooms where you would wait for hours and just people going then for they're going there for a mere cold or something that really could uh, wait for the following day or for the the monday so i know that uh Nurses and doctors—they are a little bit um, sometimes annoyed uh, with that because that becomes just a solution because nothing is nothing else is available and people think that they can't wait. So there is the médecin de garde uh, and there is the pharmacie de garde, but it's not <laughs> always easy to get access to them too. Uh, So here we are with our um, being sick in France uh, stories. Did you get sick or injured maybe while you were in France? And how was your experience? I would love to know. Um, Please send me an email if you want to share your story. So jessica at frenchyourway.com.au. You can also leave a a comment, share your story publicly on frenchyourway.com.au slash podcast 156. Thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away Podcast.